from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. My name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a world building, storytelling, and character creation podcast where each week Jeff and I take your brilliant, amazing listener submitted prompts. We take that prompt and we spin it into an original fantasy character, detail, myth, legend, what have you, to use it to populate our fantasy universe we call fantasy. Jam right. Best show Great on show. the internet. It's best show on the internet. So, Jeff, we like to start with bits, as I say we almost every episode. We do like to start with bits. We love, we love ourselves a bit. We love ourselves. The, the fun thing about our show, if you've never listened to us before, is Jeff and I kind of, like, when we're doing this, we take the role of what we call senior wizard, and what that means is shock jocks. It is. That is what that means. I've been just, I've been making soundboard noises before we started recording for just, like, a solid minute. And then we like to say to each other, Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? <laughs> What is getting me excited? There's a lot of things that are getting me excited this week, Aaron. Well, like what? Damn. Uh, well, I won an award. Uh, you that did. That was pretty good. You did, and I'd like you to brag about it. I won uh, Best Game Master <laughs> in an actual play for Party of One at the New Jersey Web Fest. Uh, the That's last so sick. Weekend prior to this recording, it was one of the better experiences I've had in the time that I've been making stuff, and so like it was great. That was an incredible experience. Uh, the other thing that's been getting me excited, Aaron, is yeah, I want to play a little bit of a. I want to play a game with you specifically, and I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. drop this here because it'll probably never. Uh, I'll probably never share it with the people that make this thing that I like. Are you putting it in There's, the chat or the Zoom? Uh, I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. I, I've been watching it. I've been watching an internet game show. Okay. Aaron, have you heard of a show called Um Actually? I haven't, but it's already I'm intrigued. So um, actually is a college humor uh, game show about nerdy corrections where they read you uh, the premise is they read you a factoid and you have to say um, actually and point out the thing that is wrong in the statement. That is my favorite and least favorite thing in the world. It is delight. Like, it's delightful because you just hear them like it's great because you just see people get really excited about a thing that they're nerdy about and be like, actually, no, actually, um, actually, it's this. And here, Aaron, <laughs> I want to I want to read you uh, an um, actually prompt that I wrote to give please, you an example, please, because this is one specifically for you. Are you ready? I am so ready. In the Simpsons episode, 22 short films about Springfield, we see short chapters in the life of some of the minor characters in the Simpsons, okay. such as Police Chief Wiggum, who talks about the McDonald's in Shelbyville with Lou and Eddie, okay. Ned Flanders, who tries to take his kids to church, but it's Saturday, mm. the Bumblebee Man, whose house falls apart and his wife leaves him, and Seymour Skinner, who invites Superintendent Chalmers for an unforgettable luncheon. Something in the statement is wrong. What is it? Uh, I'm... You gotta say, you gotta say, um, actually, um, to start. actually... I'm not sure if one of them is, it's either Chief Wiggum or the Bumblebee Man. Ooh, it's actually neither. Do you know what it is? Is it Ned Flanders? Ned Flanders is from Damn a different, it. ep- it's from a different kn- episode. Yeah, it's Saturday. Damn it. That, that, is, that, is, uh, that is cited as the inspiration for 22 short films about Springfield, but it's a different episode. Dang it. Damn, I lost. That was that was really hard, by the way, Jeff, because all of those could have been in that episode. Well, they're all tech and they're all technically real. Like those are the things that happened to all of the other characters. Yes. Th- that was like a family guy cutaway question where you're like, oh, fuck, if I know what episode it's in. Can we play that every week now? 
We cannot because they tech probably have a copyright well, on it. We're not going to call it um actually. We can figure. We'll figure something out. We'll call it Senior Wizard Quiz Time. Hit that. Hit that Patreon Boco. But we'll hit. We'll figure something out. Uh, oh, Aaron, what's getting yeah. you excited this week? <laughs> what's getting me excited this week? Hmm. It's getting me excited this week is uh, I've been very busy, and it, this isn't. It's getting me excited, which is great. Like having a full calendar, lots of stuff to do, and projects to work on, which is great. But me, Aaron. I'm not used to having a lot of projects to work on and like fun passion projects that are like going well. I'll be honest. I'm not used to being like, wow, I have a lot of gigs and stuff and I don't have any free time. So it's getting me excited in a weird way where I'm like, this is incredible. I'm like making things and working on things and everything's going great. But then I'm like, haven't had breakfast yet today because I've just been grinding. So while it's getting me excited, I'm also lear- I'm excited that I'm learning about work boundaries. You got you got to set bound. You got to you got to set some boundaries. Drink some water. Unclench yeah. your jaw. You got to do all that stuff. I am learning about like all. I'm trying to. I watch a lot of YouTube videos about like um, corporate strategies for like managing this kind of thing because mm-hmm. they don't talk about that in like theater or acting land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you gotta like learn about how to like do run a. You're basically running a business. Yes, and when you know fuck all about like because all they teach you talk about like acting and stuff or usually is how to get the gig, not. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of work, how do you manage that physically and mentally? And that it's is a, a challenge. It is a, it is a really tough skill, and it's a, it's a skill that, like, that's true of a lot of, of art. A lot of, like, artistic education is, like, it, there's a lot, you know, like, I went to school for writing, and the thing that I learned is, is writing. And it, I had, I think, one teacher that was like, yeah, here's how you have to, like, here's what, like, writing, like, looks like as a career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. I'm going to take a corporate job and just do these things on the side. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, you don't, like, it's not, it's, it's, it's very rarely kind of part of the, the skill set. And it's something that I think is really valuable. It, it's something that I think should be taught is, like, the realities of, like, balancing this stuff and figuring these things out. Because I think it's a really valuable skill set. Yeah, I've just been learning a lot about it, and it's it's been beneficial, and it gets me mm-hmm. excited because I love working on shit, but I do like doing it efficiently without throwing myself into like you know the lion's den of stress. Oh yeah, and, I mean you know, like I it's y- y- we're not we are we I think we are noted uh, opponents of hashtag hustle culture. Yeah, and grinding. So I appreciate and, uh, like burnout. I appreciate you taking the time and space to be like I need to set boundaries. Yeah, completely. But also, if I may have a transition, because I yes. have a pitch for you this week. So, Go for it. Recently, I just got a new, my survival job is now working at a high-end catering company, which means you do these absolutely ridiculous events with, like, gajillionaires. So I went to some high-profile wedding. It was, like, 375 people, and they had this orb which I sent to you on the internet. Right. Yes, you did. I was I was in <laughs> I was I was I was going about my day and I looked at my phone and it was just there the orb, the orb. was staring at me. And th- so there's this orb and they said it was like, "Oh, it's the theme, it's the sun and the phases of the sun during the day." De- I don't know. Pretentious rich it people shit. It was just a giant orb. It was just like- a fucking orb. And I started thinking like I put it in our Discord I was talking about all hail orb, you know, all day I dream about orb. When I sleep I see orb. But I kind of was thinking, because it was orange all day. And there's something, Jeff, that we don't talk enough about on our podcast. Do you know what that is? It's pumpkins. It is pumpkins, Jeff. Okay. (laughs) So prompt this week comes to us from Jeff Stormer, who I asked to create a prompt for Orb. The joyous Orb has blessed us 
and we must celebrate this day. Now, so here's so so I've got <laughs> thoughts that I want to throw at you immediately. <laughs> okay. The other the other prop that I want to throw at you that I did not tweet. Okay. That I just want to put out there, Aaron, is that the largest pumpkin at the Purethra Guild pumpkin growing contest gets the gets to be mayor. Yeah. But the roundest pumpkin gets like a secondary position like alderman. <laughs> That's not where I want to go with it. I just thought it would be funny to be like, I just thought it's a funny detail that like, if if they're deciding a government position, other government desi- are like, well, this pumpkin pie is the best. Well, I guess that means you're the head of the Chamber of Commerce now. So that's crazy because Lilith Cheerio Buffet tweeted when I posted Orb on you on this thread, quote, obviously someone found a way to grow a giant, perfectly spherical pumpkin. So here is my pitch for you. This is a big question that I want to pitch about Orb. Orb. All hail Orb. Um, all hail Orb. All hail Orb. But the joyous Orb has blessed us, and we must celebrate this day. Obviously, I want to talk about... Jeff, we said in episode zero that Samuel Gord's family's name is Bright Tower. I want to talk about why the jack-o'-lantern has always been this like symbolic thing for them way back in the day before Archibald Gore, before there was assholery and things like that, when it was just the bright towers. Let's talk about the joyous orb. I want to say we've already talked about the, the lore of the jack-o'-lantern. We, there are many, but here's my pitch. Here's my idea. Right. For you. Okay. Hit me. There can be many things. Sure. Sure. What, sure. Perhaps I think it's like, because here's, this is my train of thought. Hey, listener, my train of thought was, when I was standing or watching it, I was like, huh, it looks like a pumpkin. And then I was like, the sun has like so many different symbols in our own world, and so does the moon. There's so many different like stories about it and myths about it. And I was like, why can't fantasy have that with jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins? Like, sure, there's whisper gourds. And sure, it's an important thing in Purethra Guild just because they used to grow a big motherfucking pumpkin. But that doesn't mean that it can't have other things. And you know what I mean? How the Mm. sun and the moon are popular images Mm. and, you know, Mm. like eagles and things. What if the jack-o'-lantern is just another one in fantasy that's like, yeah, this fucking thing. You know, people have jack-o'-lanterns like tattooed on their arm. And it's like, we're like, maybe in this world, it's just a symbol for many things. Depending on where you're from, what you think, and, you know, things like that. Or like myths and stuff. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. So so I want to take this idea and I want to run with it in a very different direction, and here's why. Okay. Because I like this idea. We don't have to talk about gourd shit. That well, was- well, here's the one, here's the one, I, I, I want to, I want to present, I love the idea of it being like a symbol, a symbol that it, that pops up in a lot of places, because that yeah. shit is my jam. Yes. I think, I think the, de- the, the thing I want to pivot away from, and not in a bad way, but in a like, there's a character detail that we established that I think is really strong and like pulling back the curtain a little bit, really kind of like theme, right. That I think, uh, like fits a much kind of, uh, shittier mundane detail that I kind of want to throw your way. Hit me. We had said that like Papa, Papa Gord, Papa Bright Tower, like the, the, uh, the, when, when, when he showed up, like it was like a power grab situation. And so I like the idea that like, Going with the idea that, like, we had we'd kind of painted this kind of explicitly as a colonialism, imperialism, shitty person doing shitty things. Yes. I don't dislike the idea that, like, Bright Tower, like, just saw this and was like, fuck it. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Like, peak white guy, white guy appropriation shit of, like, okay. of, like... And so what I want, but I, but I love the idea of, like, the jack-o'-lantern is in other places. 
And thinking back on the prompt, I have a pitch for you with that in mind. In full transparency, I wanted to talk about... I, my first thought was Bright Tower shit, because we've never spoken about who Samuel Gord's mother was, mm. and that's what interested me. Okay, that is that is a that is a very good point, and that is something I did not consider, and yeah, I'm into that because we always talk about like we think of Gord and Archibald Gord, meaning like the name Bright Tower. It must be his asshole fathers and things like that. But it's like nope, the dad decided that they're going to be called like Gord Manor, blah 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 blah. We don't even know if Samuel Gord's mother is with him at this point. We don't. Mm. I always imagined that perhaps like she's still in Moon Crescent. She's still somewhere else. That is my thought. That's why I wanted to. That was my thought. I would like to talk about symbology and fantasy way more. Yeah, but I'm I love glad that. that that led us to this because, listener, true full transparency. I really want to talk about Samuel Gord's parents and kind of like deep dive into a family tree of like. How the fuck did this show get started by talking about this pumpkin boy? And in the deeper mythology that we've created, what's his mom's deal? If what's they his were mom's like deal? a house from Moon Crescent, that it, there's a lot of implications there. And his dad knows magical farming from Chris Crownleaf. That's why I was like thinking about pumpkins and stuff. But I would much rather talk about symbology. Well, I so I I kind of have uh, I think we can tie these things together in a really interesting way. Cool. Because uh, I'm thinking I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm thinking about symbology and I'm also thinking about like the idea of the pumpkin and the jack-o'-lantern, the, the pumpkin carved out with a light inside of it. Yeah, because we had talked about whisper gourds where it's like you put a candle in it and it like tells you a secret and stuff like that. And it's like this, you know, urban myth legend thing that's like spooky and scary and, you know, people put them out on their stoop, but that doesn't have to be seasonal. Like, we think of it as a seasonal fun thing. In some parts of fantasy, it can just be a thing, you know, to carve a face into this gourd. And, and well, and, and what I kind of want to to throw out as an idea, and maybe this might tie into, I think that I, I, I kind of maybe want to want to meet Samuel Gord's mother and learn a little bit about her through this context. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Of cuz so what I want to propose is is thinking deep diving on this prompt that I sent and what I like about it and kind of tying some things together. The joyous orb has blessed us and we must celebrate this day. So so it's funny that that's how you read it cuz that's not the voice that I <laughs> I wrote it in. Okay. The joyous orb has appeared. No, we must celebrate this day. Oh, okay. I like the idea. So what I'm picturing here, because what I, because what the picture you sent me, it's like a, a wedding ass wedding. It's in a tent. There's a dance floor, and there's a giant fucking orange orb in the middle of everything. There is, and it's y'all. I will retweet it when this episode drops. It's big as fuck. <laughs> so like the idea of the idea to me of like in the middle of an of an event, a ginormous orange orb of light appears. Okay. And like, and like, it brings with it, and like the scent, the phrasing, we must celebrate this day. It's not, it's not, it's not for, or so we shall celebrate. It's not, it's not, we celebrate, and because of this, we celebrate. It's so we must celebrate. Like, it is okay. the idea of like, and I, so I like this. I, and so what I picture is like I an imposing this, orb is what you're I kind of picture <laughs> the idea that like this, this strange thing happens. And so people are like, we must, we, it, it, if we don't celebrate, like this giant orb will not go away. Hmm. So, and the idea that the lantern, and so the symbology I want to propose tied off of that is 
the jack-o'-lantern, the idea of carving light holes in this orange orb and having it glow is kind of, it is a, it is much more of a, tied into much more of like the, the, the modern interpretation of holiday as like a party day, but it is a symbol of joy and merriment. And it is kind of a symbol of like, when this light burns, we have, we must dance because legend has it, a giant orb appeared. And until there was dancing and celebration, that orb did not leave. Okay. And so that, cause the idea of a malevolent, the idea of a malevolent party orb Makes me very happy. <laughs> okay, does it have to be malevolent? The joyous no. <laughs> orb. You did write the joyous orb. So I don't I necessarily... love that it's your prompt, by the way, because I get to call you out on it instead of like me being like, listener typed joyous orb, Jeff. <laughs> this I get to be like, Jeff. <laughs> I I don't dis I don't I don't feel like it has to be malevolent, but I do maybe what I maybe what I like more than malevolent is like it's the word I'm looking for. Not malevolent, but mysterious, cosmic. In- Strange. Indifferent or cosmic or elemental or, like, it is simply a thing that occurs. You know what I mean? Like, it is not... Like we have ascribed it joy because it because our 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 celebration, the wedding that we threw around it, caused it to fade away, and this has happened again and again. But like, sort of just ha. It's sort of just a fucking thing that happens. Okay, so let's break this down. You are saying that at some point. Uh, an an orange glowing orb appeared in what the sky or just went like on the ground or is this like it comes from outer fucking space i kind of like it just appears like on the ground like it is it's very heavy it's very firm it's it's orb i picked almost i'm almost picturing like a sun like a, okay like a, like a swirling mass of plasma just like erupted in a city square so what you're describing is a natural disaster you're yeah. describing something terrible like an inferno hurricane kind of or oh. inferno tornado where like a fireball just appears. Okay. So, if the joyous orb has blessed us and we must celebrate this day, the person saying it, there might be people who do fear and therefore celebrate and worship this orb. Mm. You know what I mean? That might be from the perspective of someone who is like, I fear this orb. We must celebrate this day. The orb has blessed us in fire. When I say worship, by the way, I don't mean like more so of a rel- I mean like because fear usually leads to that. Sure, kind sure, sure. Of- like we, like we have to obey it. Yes, I'm not implying the fucking. I'm not implying cultism. I'm implying if Galactus shows up, we have to do our. Fucking- we have to kind of fucking give him food. So. <laughs> So then, then what if we kind of push away from that a little bit? From the cosmic orb of death? From the cosmic orb of death, and we lean back into the, the idea from the prompt of the joyous. Like, we went down that road. But they'll, they'll melt. They'll melt. They always fucking do. If you've ever, like, I've edited so many episodes. We've done this so many times, and they always end up being in the same lane, and it's awesome. We, we, we went down the road of it's a malevolent entity, and I realize I don't love it, and I kind of do love... You know what the vibe I get is? What vibe do you get? So leaning off of the same idea that a jack-o'-lantern ultimately becomes a symbol of, like, a party, right? Like, it becomes the ultimate. In this space, it becomes the, uh, separate from a whisper gourd, be, there are parts of the world where, like, it becomes a symbol of a party, yes, right? Yes, it's they, like every, your party doesn't have a giant motherfucking jack-o'-lantern at it, like, or at least a little one. Like, is it, does it make it a whack party or is it superstition? I think it kind of, I it's like, both. I, <laughs> 
think it's, it's it's a little bit of both. I think it is that like you know you sh- it's it's the equivalent of not having snacks, right? It's like where's yeah. the oh. or not having music. It's like where's the jackal? Like where's the jack o' lantern? It fucking <laughs> rages. The thing is awesome. Like it, it's and, not a party without a jack o' lantern. And and okay okay now I'm now I'm getting somewhere. What if this sort of natural disaster? <laughs> Wait, we're back. We're kind back. of. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm Every, here. Everything I'm, I'm, is, I'm with you. Everything is canon and we're steering it in a different direction. Okay. Because this one's real silly. What if it brought a bounty, but that bounty was only pumpkins? <laughs> like a sun, you know, like a sun, like the harvest sun. Yeah. Of what course. if that like appeared like on the ground and all around it like burst forth like vegetables and, and okay. bounty and food, but all of that food was squash and pumpkin. Okay, so here's where Aaron's getting fired the fuck up. Okay. I have been thinking about this in fantasy for three years and have never said anything. I'm listening. I've always wanted there, there to be, Jeff, at the opposite poles of the world in fantasy, like the North and the South Pole, to be two kind of like, not so much cosmic entities that are kind of pumpkins. Okay, I'm into. So I, I kind of love the idea that there is this, maybe there it's is, the orb. Let's, well, me and there's two orbs. There's a fire. There's a fireball at the top. A, a swirling sun at the top of the world that breeds vegetation and life and a bountiful harvest. And it does not. It does not burn anything that anything that lives there in peace. But its wrath will be felt by anything that anything that brings harm. And its bounty just is it. it it breads oh. forth. It breeds for, forth orbs. It like orb begets orb and creates and that pumpkins. makes a pumpkin because it's a little buddy. It's a little like orb. it's just this. It is Aaron. It, we have literally invented the great pumpkin. <laughs> we have invented the great pumpkin. However, it is just an orb, but it is creating vegetation in its image, and that yeah. is a pumpkin. So yeah. here is my here is my pitch for that. The joyous orb has blessed us because I would say. That if, say, it's, it's, like, fantasy is so big, remember, it's like, you know, a, I would say, like, larger than our sun, for just a reference of how big it is in my head, where it's like, it's ridiculous. So if there's an orb at the top, and it grows vegetation, I would like to posit that all pumpkin vines in fantasy are somehow connected to this orb. This, like, this presence, this cosmic, just natural phenomenon. I like that. So if something grows, if you get a pumpkin... It's like, oh my God, the the orb has we we got one. It's like a good it's a sign of, I would say, good fortune, good luck. You're being smiled upon by like a, a power greater than yourself. That would be like, holy shit, because you said it it's it makes pumpkins. So if you get one, like you if you plant a pumpkin, you might not get it. Because if it's not if it's not pretty much if it's not coming from this orb, there are no pumpkins. So here's the, uh, here's, here's a, here's tying in some, this is a, this the is a source lore. of all pumpkins. <laughs> this is a lore episode and I, I, listener, thank you for, for riding along on the ride. Hell yeah. Um, so here's a piece of lore that I want to tie back into this. That would make pumpkins incredibly like magical. They are, they are, they are from a super, they are from a supernatural entity. They are pulled from a being of eldritch elemental magic itself. Yes. Yes. Which naturally means that like. They just have this energy. So as we said, crafting things, making things, art art and artistry and artisanship is itself magical in the world of fantasy. If you if you take this object that was born of this sort of uh, magic older than time and you craft it in such a way and you speak a secret into it, like then the magic, then the, the magic speaks itself. Yes. Like 
that ties very nicely into the idea yes. of the, the Whisper Gourd as a, like, magical conduit, because, like, these things are already kind of magical. And I think that the symbology is different in different places. Like, I love that, you know, to to the people of Purethra Guild, or at least in the in the shadow of, of Papa Gourd, like, that symbol of, like, I have been given a pumpkin is a symbol of power, right? Like, it is a symbol of, like, the orb has chosen, like, yes. I have been chosen by yes. a force larger than all of us, which eventually turns into, I am, I am, uh... I am greater than you. I am above you. I am beholden to the gigantic, uh, bug that has destroyed our city. Yes. Um, and I, but I also like the idea that in other parts of the world, like, I love the party thing of, like, it, it means that, it means that there is a, a, um, a joyous moment and the, the orb has blessed us and we must celebrate this day. Yes. It's something that, like, a thing that's always, I've always liked in fantasy is this concept of, uh, and it's a perspective thing. I'm not saying it's real in our world, but old magic, mm-hmm. meaning, like, it's something older than most people know and it's something eldritch and deep. And that is what the orb is. That is what yields pumpkins. So to get your hands on one, to be able to grow one, would one mean that you're cultivating magic outside of the realm of like regular plants? You're not just mm-hmm. cult- you're not just growing corn. You're growing a pumpkin. You're tapping into something that's like outside of ley lines. Like it's outside mm-hmm. of the regular magical circuits that we know. You're tapping into something deeper and greater. So to do it, it reminds me of like when you used to bring citrus as a gift because citrus was rare and exotic. And like fruit would yeah. be at a wedding because you're like, holy shit, y'all got fruit? God damn, we must be doing And it's like a sign of good. Like, you know, I care about you so much that like I, I grew a pumpkin this year and, you know, I carved your face into it. Let's say that if you bring it as a gift to a wedding, say, that the people getting married, you carve their faces into it. Yeah, to, it's, to, it's to give the magic and the joy and the, mag- the magic of the pumpkin to the people that you have yes. carved into it. Hopefully it. Yeah, hopefully it reflects back onto you and you are smiled upon, like, because the pumpkin is smiling, like a classic jack-o'-lantern. May, you know, may the magic that is... The old magic of these jack-o'-lanterns, may, it's, may it bring you joy as well. May your face reflect that of the jack-o'-lantern. Now, can I throw you a very different uh, take on <laughs> pumpkin symbology? For fuck's sake, yes. Well, no, no, it, it's, 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 it's not a, it's not a, we're going in a different direction. It's just, I have an idea that I oh, want to put Oh, that's all on we're going to talk about now is different symbology for jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins. Uh, there are, na- geode is massive and there is no uh, massive, no monoculture, different places, neighborhoods, oh, groups God, have yes. different beliefs, but- there is at least one neighborhood where the pumpkin is not seen as a as a blessing. It is seen as a as an omen of ill tide. As Ooh, a why? Be, because one day, um, for reasons that no one uh, lived to to really study and know, pumpkin vines and pumpkin plants uh, flooded a tunnel and like collapsed oh. an entire tunnel of this underground of this like a like a city block was was flooded and crushed by giant pumpkins and vines and so there are there are neighborhoods in 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 geode where the the belief around a pumpkin is like if you see a pumpkin growing that is a sign that there is that is a sign that something big and not great is going to happen it's like a lantern fly in philly where yeah. they're like stomp it get rid of it it's Crush gotta that go pump. yeah gallagher gallagher that fucking gallagher pumpkin that pumpkin. Right pumpkin. can i give you my uh Aaron lore nerd explanation yes. for that. Yes. So I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but I've certainly typed it in Discord and in my notes and stuff. If you've ever gone to my itch page and 
bought my world guide or downloaded it for free because it's free. But anyway, I've said that geode has its own, it has like an artificial sun on every single layer and therefore it has different ecosystems per layer. And that means that if the sun is different, the air is different and the water is unique. Every layer has a unique ecosystem where only plants, certain things exist in that layer. So perhaps adding in the, when the pumpkins finally got the fuck into pure, uh, into geode, and the machine god is like, I didn't fucking make that. Uh-oh. It made, it caused like a tunnel to collapse because it kind of fucked with the homeostasis of the I like ecosystem. That. I like that. It was a, it, it, I mean, it is, it, it is, is an a invasive lan- plant. It is lantern flies. It is yes. a thing that happened and suddenly just fucking exploded. And, and like, I, I kind of love that. I just love the idea that like in the, in the, in the sense of like, this means different things in different parts of the world. There, there's at least one part of the world that sees a pumpkin and goes oh no i don't fuck with that like oh, that's fuck not those those are bad i hate those and you're like yeah what? i don't i don't get down with pumpkins i don't carve faces on those i stomp i hit them with a big wooden mallet yeah so i'd like to talk about the joyous orb has blessed us and we must celebrate this day yeah because i would like to posit that we made one character whose face looks like a jack-o'-lantern and his name yes. is samuel motherfucking court I forgot that his face. I forgot that we just. Oh yeah, spent, we, we said he looks like, like two, a jack o' lantern. We spent like two minutes describing him looking like a jack o' lantern. He has one big fucking gold tooth that we said all gourds at least have one gold tooth, and it's that's how you know you're a gourd. It's got gold tooth, and he looks like a fucking pumpkin. Has a orange ponytail. Is has it orange ponytail? Pun? Yeah, but a uh, his hair tie is green, so he looks like a jack o' lantern, and his face is very wide and a big fucking smile with big gold tooth, but. I would like to say when he was born, when he came out crying, his mother looked at him, saw his big pumpkin looking head and said, the joyous orb has blessed us and we must celebrate this day because it was a joke about her son looking like a fucking pumpkin. Just to tie that in. I, I just like had that. It's a little I like sprinkle. That detail. I like that detail. And I'd like to say that uh, Samuel Gord's mother, who we've yet to name, we can if you want, but she calls him her joyous orb. I like that. As a funny joke about like, because to call it like, you know, we, everybody's referencing the orb, but she calls Sam her like little orb or her joyous orb because he's a little pumpkin. That's cute. That's a cute little thing. Do we want to name her? We don't care. Uh, I care. Okay. Um, um, what's a good name? Oh, uh, let's find out real quick. Hold on. Let me get, let me get some other fucking dice. Let's find out what pronoun Sam Gord's mom uses. Yeah. Animal D6, go! That's a three. Frog, she, her. Uh, her name is Melon Bright Tower. Melon? Melon Bright Tower. Like M-E-L-O-N? Yeah. Or M-E-L-L-I-N? M-E-L-O-N, Melon Bright Tower. Fuck me up. So Melon Bright Tower, what is her deal? You know, do we, do you have any thoughts? Because I imagine, so here so, is, Sorry. I had, a big, no, I had a big honking fucking pitch. Please, go for it. I'd like to posit that the Bright Tower family, because we said they're a great family of Moon Crescent, which is generally bad. You know, it usually means yeah. that you have a fuck ton of money, you have power, you have this and that. I would like to posit that the Bright Tower family, for a very long time, worked alongside the Light of Ignatius as a way of kind of like running adjacent, kind of like an Alfred to Batman kind of thing, just in cahoots, maybe snitching, maybe helping out. But I don't want them to, I don't want her to be bad. So I, I have a, I mean, I have a, a, a pitch. I'm ready. I have a pitch, Aaron. Um, and it is because I, 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 I love professional wrestling so very much. 
Okay. Um, what I want to pitch, I, I want to take, I say that idea is great and I love it. And I want to, cause I, an idea popped into my head as we were talking about the great families of moon crescent, we kind of went to a similar place. I kind of like the idea because like we had said, like Sam Gord's like upbringing was like bad it was all the rough. way through. Archibald Gord made it very shitty. Did Archibald or did Sam's mother pay off the, the person that had Sam's child? All Archibald. All Archibald. What I would like to propose is that Melon Bright Tower was a detective that was an ally oh. of the House of Ignatius. Oh, baby. Oh, and baby. And was like, a, like had an entire life of working with the House of Ignatius and like keeping keeping peace and or and like being a being an informant being an ally and eventually i i like the idea of of a heel turn oh that means bad to good right that means that means good to bad heel oh, turn no. is somebody turns to is somebody <laughs> that is a baby face that turns heel okay i totally just did by the way that you ever see that vine that's like I brought you myrrh, thank you, and murder. Judas, no, that was me just now. Like, oh, heel turn, that's good. No, it's bad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think I like the idea of she is a detective that, like, because there, there's, the, there's the, the vibe that the, 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 the trope I want to avoid is the person falling in love with a bad person and oh, kind of no. getting, getting dragged into Abs- it. Like, or- I didn't think that really, a personally... That they were either not together, or she just dumped his ass, and oh, no. he went to Moon. He what went I, to Purifragil. What, I, what Gil. I mean is that, like, I don't want it to be like she was a good person and he was evil, oh, and she no, got dragged into it. Absolutely not. I like the idea that she was a detective and like worked with the House of Ignatius, but like fell for this this house he- elder, and like very quickly was like like kind of was willing to to make the trade off for power, and like isn't unhappy with that decision oh god damn so she's bad too i like that i I like that idea that sam gord was somebody that was raised by villains and like kind of pushed against that okay but i also kind of like the idea that like i also like the idea that like she was maybe less bad (laughs) so i i personally would like I like, I think the second option is more interesting than, mm-hmm. than, than us just saying that she's off mic, than us just saying, like, Sam Gord's mom is also shit. I don't think, I don't think that has to be off mic at all. I think that's a valid, I think that's a valid point. Yeah. And I, I almost like the idea that maybe... Because they don't have to be, she never maybe came, came to, because I've always thought that she's not in Purethra Guild with Sam as he grows up. Mm, I like that. I like that. Then maybe it is a maybe it is a a Batwoman cat or Batwoman a Batman <laughs> Catwoman situation of like of like we're on wrong sides we 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 fell for each other we hooked up but like both of us know that this isn't gonna work oh god and it could have been like eons ago like even right. my timelines here where it's like you know this was three human lifetimes ago that they knew each other when Archibald was still in Purith and uh, Moon Crescent as like in in doing elf shit. You know, yeah. this could have been eons ago, and it's like, oh, yeah, we had a thing, it did not work out, you know, but this beautiful, joyous orb was created as a result of it, and that's pretty much the extent of Archibald and Melon's relationship. I like that. I like that a lot. I like, I think, I like that idea that that that, that she is a detective in Moon Crescent, and, like, has been forever, and, like, knows of... 
And also, as a detective, like, I like the idea that maybe she's, like, kept tabs and, like... Of course. Is, like, has been in touch and has been in touch, like... I don't think in secret. Like, I like the idea that she has just been in touch and that they kind of have that, like... They just have that kind of, like, uh, you know, we have a kid. Like, it is what it is. Like, oh, God, yeah. Relationship. Yeah. I, I oftentimes imagine it as... Um, Whatever happened between them, who Archigold Gord was, I don't care. And who she was, I don't care. But they had a child. They had Sammy. And, you know, Archibald goes to fucking Chris Crownleaf. We're going full timeline here. Sorry for bored. No, please. Give me, the, give me the primer. So we said that uh, Archibald Gord was, they used to be Bright Tower. Bam. So that's her name. Her name was Bright Tower. His was doesn't fucking matter. He became a Bright Tower when they, well, no, he never became a Bright Tower then. She was just a bright tower. Samuel Gord is a bright tower, but his 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 father and him go to Purethra Guild after he learns fucking plant magic from Chris Crownleaf in that episode. We said he goes there. He goes to Purethra Guild with Sam. Is a shitlord. Is she alive? Is she is she still contacting Sam? Of course. I like to think about like scrying pools and communication, like in LDR. Or is this bad? And do we have to edit this all out? No, I don't think this is bad at all. I think it is. It is. It is a story of two people on opposite sides of a very long-running conflict who fell for each other, spent time together, had a child together, drifted apart, and moved on with their lives. Yeah. And, like, kept up communication in as much as they they both cared about the joyous orb in their lives. And, like, kept in touch as far as that goes, but otherwise, like, sometimes that happens, right? Like, yeah. sometimes... Sometimes you just you just leave someone behind like you know what I mean like that is a that is a human thing Do and I we think that want is... to imply that Sam Gord's mom kind of ditched him is what I'm asking I don't you. think it's a ditching thing so much as so I think it is a good thing to say uh, to say officially is like I I like that she is kept in touch specifically cuz I like that like she cares for him and like they they stay connected in that way okay but I think that like it just was a matter of Things didn't work out between these two, partially because partially because of the very real nature of love in a love in a a dangerous love in a dangerous time, for lack of a better way to put it. Like yeah. they ended up on op they were on very opposite sides of a very messy political thing. And like sometimes relationships can't survive that, and that's not anyone's fault. And something that like, yeah, it's not fun. But, like, unfortunately, sometimes the the children get caught in the crossfire of this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is obvious. Like, honestly, I know this is not the direction, listener, you probably thought we were going in. But oftentimes, like, that's what I, le I know I'm hinting at a fuck ton with Sam Gord, where it's like, it's his life is a fucking bummer. Because he's a victim of his, like, unfortunately, like, his circumstances outside of his control... We're just swirling around him, affecting his daily life, especially in this case where, like, you know, oh, his mom stayed in pure, in Moon Crescent. Why? Because Archibald's an asshole. And, you know, he left and they weren't ever together. And maybe the other reason, like I said, like the other part of that, there's a, there's 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 layers to that conflict, right? It's like Archibald was like, I'm going because like it is, it you know, I have there's an opportunity for me to really cement my legacy. And you've described work trip like you've described when people do relocate for work. And mm -hmm. then people like it doesn't work out. And probably couples. and she was like, I have a mission here. I am working with a worthy cause to help maybe make something better out of this 
godforsaken mess that is that is the 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 high families of moon crescent like they had very different goals and went in different directions and that is a thing that happens and in the unfortunately in the middle of all that is just this little orb named samuel who you know unfortunately wasn't considered enough it was mm-hmm. just like i don't know um i guess i'll go with dad all right i guess i don't want to see purethra guild i guess and then you know the rest is fucking history unfortunately but it's it's the tragedy of Samuel Gord for a reason. Not to say that he can't have nice things, but it's just a touch of it's a touch of shit. And I really like the idea that like there's this thing about Samuel Gord because he is the first character that we ever created. Mm-hmm. There's this idea that like we have we have seen him in a lot of contexts. Yes, both in like fan stuff as well as like we have like mentioned the character in a lot of ways. Yeah, the thing that I like is like. If we're if we're thinking about the idea that 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 Mel and Bright Tower stayed in touch, that idea that like that's that idea of like he learned about the world because there was this person with connections and like whose job it was to know things to be like, hey, like, here's like a thing like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a of mixture course. of like going on trips, going on trips and getting gifts and like. It is this thing of like, I think I think if we're looking for a silver lining in the tragedy of Samuel Gord, it is that like as much as as much as his parents were very messy, flawed people, they were both trying. They both at times tried their best, less so Archibald, because he is a noted piece of shit. Yes, it, it is. It has to be noted that Melon in her own way was making a connection with Sam. And I'd yeah. like to imagine that the image I want to give you is that we have an episode where it's like the journal or the diary of Samuel Gord, and it's the odds and ends episode where we go through the house mm-hmm. and things. I'd like to say that there is a book that um, Melon gives to little Sam before they leave. And every day when Sam Gord journals in it or writes, he's basically just writing letters to his mother. Mm-hmm. And his mother writes him a letter back. Yeah, and they that stay is in the touch. equivalent of, yes, they stay in touch. There are lessons to be learned. There are pictures that you can slide in. It's it is very much this like lovely contact thing because I I always just want Sam Gord to kind of like yes there there's a silver lining to it in the fact that like you know he you know turned out and did okay things toward the end of his life but he was someone who was poisoned by toxic ideals by his dad mm-hmm. And, you know, and unfortunately, it wasn't enough, like this letter writing and all of his friends weren't enough to kind of put a stop to all the things that had already begun turning out of his control. And it sucks. Now, I have a question for you. I have a big lore question for you that I think I see an opportunity to put a really sweet note on. When the unseen eye is crushed. Okay. And the secrets are all spilled out into the world. How did Peppy Spaghetti figure out? to go to Gord Manor and look through all those objects and like piece that story together. Cause we said she comes out of paradox uh, because that's where you go. Yeah. Cause her mom would know. I think her mom knew that she was Gord. Right. That's why, that's why we, it was kind of, I think implied that it was the mom telling her that she is a Gord. Mm. I think because they come out of paradox and it's like, I want to go learn about my dad. I want to go learn about who I am. I, I kind of like the idea I like the idea that there's a connection there that like it is like a, you know, there like there's a connection between these two people that like come out in the same space. And like there's Melon Bright Tower as this person that like makes their living to like know things and have connections. Yeah. And I kind of like the idea that like 
Oh, you know what it is? Actually, now it just it just clicked with me. It really just it just hit me. Yeah. Here's the the pitch. Why did Mel and Bright Tower so specifically work alongside work alongside Falcon Vale in the House Ignatius? Why? Because she got word one. Like, I think that like I think that the the House Ignatius thing was like a later period in life thing. Mm, okay. Cause like what I'm imagining is that this is a person that kind of stayed behind to do detective work mm, important things like i can't and like, I, can't like go. I think was like i can i can i can do work that is helping people and like trying to find a way to do that and trying to make do in a really tough world and like has this okay relationship with her ex that like she kind of knows is a scumbag but like yeah. you know the heart wants what it wants and then one day this person whose job it is to know things gets word that their ex that they thought was pretty okay has just done something unconscionable, mm. something horrific, and erased the memory of her grandchild, the, the child of her joyous orb. The memory of this person has been wiped off of the world. She catches word of this because she's a very good detective, and it is what they do. They know things. Yeah. And goes, well, fuck. It is, it is that sense of, like, she had been working with in the in sort of a broader sense, but it's that vibe. It's the very detective movie vibe of like it just got personal. Yes, of yes, like, completely. Of like, of like, it is. It is the sense of like, I have been working to try and make this world better, and I just found out that like I have had something taken from me. I don't like this, and I I actively want to work with the people that are going to work to take this down, and like plays a part in that. Like maybe not a direct role, but I like the idea that like it's all you connected, know, and it's all yeah. it's all tied to. It, it's something that, like, for me, the theme that I always like to hammer in on in Samuel Gord is, like, you might not know, in in this life, like, you make a lot of mistakes and you do dumb shit and stuff, and it's unfortunate that Sam Gord kicked the bucket in the way that he did before, like, seeing that he actually, like, did a lot of good, but sometimes Dems to break, sometimes you don't know that, and the future generations are the people who get to reap sweet bennies, mm-hmm. and that's his daughter, Peppy is someone who like gets to experience the things that her father built, even if she never even knows it. And that's yeah. ultimately the tragedy of Samuel Gord is also in this case where like, you know, Melon Bright Tower will never know Peppy Gord's love. Like we'll never know yeah. her. That's not something that she gets. It's not something that Peppy's interested in. And it's it's something where like in this show where we're like happy and funny and stuff, I always want to sprinkle in this element of like, Sometimes you don't get the happy ending because you don't mm-hmm. deserve it. Because like, yes, you were doing amazing things at the Bright Tower Agency and you were helping solve so many mysteries. But while that was happening, your little joyous orb was turning to like a rotten jack-o'-lantern before yeah. your very eyes. And like, that's on you as well. I like that. And I like that, like, I like that, that. I like that she doesn't get to connect with Pepe, but even as she kind of works to to bring down the unseen eye, I like that idea that like it is it is not out of a sense of like I am going to live to see the the rewards. It is a sense of like someone that I love did a fucking shitty thing, and like I have to kind of it's all I can do. It is you know? it is this yeah it is this moment of realization of like oh someone did some someone caused someone did something horrible and like. I I didn't do enough to to stop that and like that sense of obligation of like of like all right then I have to try and pick up the pieces and fix something. I got to do something, you know, yeah. to try it's it's when you think you're doing right and you're doing good. It's something that we talk about a lot on this show which is the grind. Mm-hmm. When you're working and you're working and I've I've made this description before when you're driving 
80 to your destination, you're, miss- you're not looking to your sides and seeing all these stops that could be very important on your life. And they're important too. The destination is incredibly important, but the drive is supposed to be like savored because when you get there, you get there and there's no, there's no ribbon that you cut. There's no tape that you break through. You're just at your destination. So it's okay to look around and stop and smell the roses and experience your life. And that is Archibald and fucking Melon, mm-hmm. where it's just like the thing that they missed out on was Sam. Nobody, fuck, Samuel Gord is like the loneliest child, mm-hmm. you know, and it's this terrible fucking tragedy that there's this little boy who doesn't have many friends because he lives in this house. He thinks he's a little shit. He's this little asshole, you know, loaded dice having pumpkin faced, you know, little privileged rich kid who knows nothing but that. And it's nobody's fault but his parents. Yeah. And it's, I know this is not the direction the Joyous Orb episode came in, but I'm glad that, like, you know, we're putting kind of like a little bow on like the tragedy of Samuel Gord, where it's like, God, what the fuck? What led to all this? And you're like, work, the grind, you know, and something as beautiful as someone saying when he's born, oh my, my, my Joyous Orb, we must celebrate this day. Look at this little pumpkin boy. He must be connected to old magic. You know, what a, what a wonderful symbol. Like, what a sign from something, you know, outside of our control. And then you kind of just forget about all that mm-hmm. because you're just working and going so fast. Mm-hmm. But to close, do you have one more fun jack-o'-lantern image? Like, one more tradition? Um, we can end on a positive. <laughs> um, I, I do. I do. I do genuinely have one. Okay. It is, uh, it is, it is... In the city of dragon, okay. Uh, in the, I think, I think the idea that like a a jack o' lantern really is like a symbol of a party, okay, is from dragon. Yeah, and here is why. Gimme, dragon is in is a is in the sky. It is. So like a the idea that a vine that oh! this that this this vine entity reaches and like there like you can look over the edge and see no evidence of a vine. That's a sign of something pretty fucking cool has just happened. Like I love it's almost this. this sign of I think it's almost you know what it is? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on what I just said. The symbol of Jack O'Lantern. I think is it's party. good personally, but please. Well, I go do ahead. too, but I have a different pitch on it. I think the Jack O'Lantern is symbol of a party can be elsewhere in the world. I like that being tied to Moon Crescent as a thing, but like the idea that like a pumpkin is a symbol of wonder. Yes. It's like yes. a, it's, it's almost that you would describe it almost as a light bulb moment. It's that symbol of there is, there is something larger out there. You know what I mean? It is, yeah, that, no, it is totally. that vibe of, it is the vibe of like, we cannot explain everything. No. Maybe there's a phrase that is said in pump in, in Moon Crescent that or in dragon. There's a phrase that is said that look, pumpkins grow in dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it is, it is the ultimate kind of symbol of, you know, it is. And you say like. You know, if you are if you are trying to describe like having an utterly in having that kind of light bulb moment, you're like, yeah, a pumpkin popped up in my uh, like I had a pumpkin moment. And I also kind of connect it to the feeling that we have in the real world where people um, unexplained phenomena. It's oftentimes that it means something bigger that has to do with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, did you feel that wind on like there, there shouldn't be any wind in this area? That was my father speaking to me. In this case, it's like, whoa, a pumpkin. Yo, that's a symbol, man. You got to go through with your dream. You got to, whatever you were like, uh, whatever you were like worrying about, no, it's no big deal because look at that jack-o'-lantern smiling at you. (laughs) 
it pumpkins grow in dragon anything can happen man yeah like it is the it is it is kind of the ultimate like unexplainable event pumpkin look pumpkins grow in dragon fan it's like it's a chase your dreams kind of thing where it's like hey man it, oh can that be a thing because they are a culture based around like ambition and like yeah, you know dreams it's, it's like Hey man, pumpkins grow in dragons. Crazier things have happened. It's you know. stranger. It's the ultimate Stranger Things expression. It is yeah. like, look, it, look. Am I am I making a huge mistake by going out for this scholarship? Like, am I am I shooting in the dark? Like, am I chase? Am I barking up the wrong tree? Look, pumpkins grow in dragon. Like, you know, you may as well. <laughs> there are certain things that we'll never understand, and there is, and it's kind of this nod because I've said it before where. People don't really understand how magic works in fantasy. Not a lot of people do. So it is this kind of like search for a deeper understanding thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. should I go for this scholarship? Hey, man, pumpkins grow in dragon. You know, there's some things that are bigger than us and um, yeah. hard to understand. Like how a fucking orb puts a fucking pumpkin on a floating city in the clouds. So go for it. Yeah, pumpkins grow in dragon. Like I love this. So it's this symbol like... You know, it's just a, it's an icon, icon, iconography, I guess would be the term, or like a symbol for passionately going after what you believe in, because you never, hey, you never know. So you, you carve someone's face into a pumpkin and give it to them on the eve of an important moment, like on the eve of an important moment in their life, it is the ultimate kind of, it is the ultimate like sign of encouragement of like, oh, look, this is your pumpkin. Like, this is your pump. Like, I am giving you this pumpkin. This is your like it, it is yours. This I is your this is your pumpkin that. moment. Go and do the thing that you are meant to do. And I love that. Uh also I'd like to say that when someone comes back from like, you know, say you go to the Chamber Arcanum, you finish wizard school, when you come back, your neighborhood celebrates with your face on jack-o'-lanterns, like on t-shirt. It's like a parade, like a welcome yeah. back thing where everybody puts out uh like everybody while you're away puts out a pumpkin with your face on it. If they know you have like a big interview or you're coming back from school, you have a big exam. The na- you you put them out to support people's dreams. So yeah, if you know, you know someone's not around and you want to like let them know and give that energy of creativity or passion, you light a can't you light a pumpkin for them and you put it out. That's good. It's good shit. God damn. I'm so sorry Samuel Gord that we had to make you sad again. Um, but I'm happy that we have tons of different symbols for pumpkins now. That's cool. Ah, damn. Is that a wrap? I think it's a wrap. Oh, thank you so much to our prompt submitter, Jeff Stormer. And if you, (laughs) and if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our little podcast that could, there are a lot of ways to do it. Jeff, how did Jeff do it? And how can our listener do it? Jeff did it. He was, uh, bothered by Aaron while he was on (laughs) vacation. Uh, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can uh, email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Boom. Uh, come hang out in our discord with us. Chat about the show. If you're just joining us and like listening to the show for the first time, one, sorry if you're confused, but also come talk in the discord. I live there. So if you ever need clarification about lore, you have questions about the show, there's an older episodes channel, a new episodes channel, hangout station, whatever you need. I'm here to talk AMFC all the motherfucking time. All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. The One Shot Podcast Network is the coolest umbrella for us. It's a great podcast network that's home to incredible shows and people that I really respect, and so should you, and you should listen to their work. Shows like Asians Represent, which recently won a motherfucking Ennie Award, which is bomb. Back to back. back. Yo, 
Back Come on. to back. Who are these icons? Incredible. The best. The best in the industry. The best in the industry, period. Shows like Campaign Skyjacks, it's a mythical adventure about pirates, sky pirates, and on an adventure in the world of Sphere, which is an uh, original IP created by James and his team that's inspired by the Decemberists and the game Illimat. And Skyjack's Curious Call is an all-ages spinoff of that that I'm on that's great for all ages if you ever want to introduce your youngins to tabletop and go on an adventure with them. It's a really great bonding experience. Or if you just like actual plays, it's, it's a banger. So go to OneShotPodcast.com and check out all the cool stuff. Click around. You can't fuck it up. I believe in you. I believe that you will not fuck this up. <laughs> Do it. Um, Jeff has a second podcast that's award-winning, and therefore, you need to be listening to it. Damn right. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player game. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Monday at partyofonepodcast.com. Uh, the show is award-winning. Uh, it did win uh, Best Game Master at the 2021 New Jersey Web Fest. Huh. Uh, it was also nominated for Outstanding Anthology Podcast, Outstanding Actual Play Not Playing Dungeons & Dragons, as well as Best Series Premise for an Actual Play. So it's pretty freaking good, and you should listen to it. Goddamn right. And we'd like to end our show with a little verbal hug, which is... A little send-off to give you some words of wisdom or encouragement from us that hopefully make you feel a little better than when you started listening. And I, I would like to add in, Jeff, do you have either a verbal hug or advice that you would like to give your younger self? Advice that I'd like to give my younger self? You can choose. You can choose. Either or. I feel like a lot of my verbal hugs are that, so it I works know. all. It all it works. It does work It all out. works great. It does. Um, my, my verbal hug, my advice to my younger self is really, truly... In this particular case, the thing that I'm going to say is um, treasure the moments where you get like where you meet people and like never stop being excited to meet the other people doing the things that you do. Mm. That is the most important thing. You're going to do a lot of things and nothing is going to mean as much to you as the people as the the people that you meet that truly like you truly get that energy and passion out of. So like truly treasure that. And you know, the other stuff is all fine and good, but like the moment you start looking past that is the moment that you start losing passion for things. So never forget that. The other thing, the other advice that I want to give, uh, this is for, uh, this is advice for my future self. Oh, and also advice for my, I guess this is advice for my past self. Uh, from uh two days ago (laughs) when you are given a ladder you have the obligation not to pull it up behind you and to offer that ladder to as many people as possible not everyone gets that ladder so if you have one it is you you know it is on you to really off like use it use it responsibly and and offer it to the betterment of everyone don't be the person that pulls up the ladder behind them dang i like that one um, my advice for my younger self would be to, uh, a lot of times when we're in school and stuff, we don't know that pretty much what we're doing is saying that our entire life is our goals are only work related. That when you go to school, it's to get a great career, to do something that you love so that you never work a day in your life. And all you focus on is work and this idea of doing something great that's fun, but also it's work. And that there are a lot of things in life that are outside of work that are 10,000 times as important and just as satisfying as doing the thing that you love for money. 
And so put a lot more energy into those than just trying to do the thing that you put on this pedestal. Enjoy a lot. Make your pit stops. Do not be Melon Gourd. You know, do mm-hmm. not be Archibald Gourd. Look to your left and to your right and look beyond that as well. But don't forget to make pit stops along the way and to enjoy the things that you already have before you start looking for the next best thing, the new big thing, the thing that'll change your life. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. (sighs) Yeah, we tied it together. I told you we'd tie it back. I told you we We always fucking do. We tied it together. Woof. Dang. Is that all we do on this podcast? That's all we do. So until next time, good night and good game. Dear Mom, I took your advice and it worked. You were right. Sometimes all you have to do is put an energy out in the world and things come back to you. So I'm having two friends come over. We're going to play Nogs and Nasties for the first time. Well, certainly not my first time playing, but it's theirs and I get to show them the game. I know you don't know what it is. It's like a silly, stupid game or something. But one day, I kind of want to tell you about the fantasy world that I'm making in the game. So when you play Nogs and Nasties, it's kind of this game to my joyful of like imagination. Orb. Samuel, I know what Nogs and Nasties is. It's kind of my job to know everything. I'm so glad that those kids are coming over, and I can't wait to hear all about your By world. the way, how is Moon Crescent? I've always wanted to come see it. I want to see the water everyone's talking about. I want to ride the wind train. I want to see you. Oh, I want to see you too, honey. It's just so hard with work and time off. It's almost like I have no free time at all anymore. Something big is happening that I no, can't I completely explain. understand. It's just sometimes you gotta check. You know, you gotta ask what the vibe is, is what everybody's saying in Purethra Guild right now. I hear you, Samuel, and it's just very hard right now, and that's something that you have to I understand. understand. I know you're busy, but we'll get together soon, I promise. One of these days, yeah. Absolutely, we're gonna make I'll this work. I'll see you soon, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna be that long. We'll find next some time, time to see Let's each other. Let's find some time to see each other. Have you ever noticed that I'm busy next year? To my little pumpkin prince. I love you, Samuel.